0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Ash Thorpe, and this week we're joined by concept artist and illustrator, Justin Gobi-Fields, who joins us this week to discuss the humble beginnings of his career, the profound effect his friends and family have had on his success, and how some of his earliest influences have shaped his work and personality over the years. This episode is brought to you by LearnSquared, an art education platform founded and powered by industry-leading artists. Learn cutting-edge art techniques and discover firsthand how other artists from around the world learn. Head over to LearnSquared.com and apply the promo code Collective during checkout for a 10% discount off your order. So here we go, everybody episode 143 with Justin Fields. Let's roll.
1: you ready yeah yeah ready to go get your pants on Are are they oh, yeah. off well, they should be off know, actually
2: I, they're half and half you have to do bare days.
1: ass for the podcast
2: yeah, you okay. know, I, I got to give everybody something new
1: <laughs> in the office. Like, hey, uh, Justin's ass is hanging out; it's great. <laughs> it's like, don't interrupt. This is my muse. I need, I need constant a draft of air on my ass to get me stimulated for creativity. <laughs>
2: Absolutely, the pants are too tight. The they pants are too off.
1: tight. They have to come off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you went through the 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 the, the scene stage. You know, we all went through that. We've wear super yeah. tight girl pants. Then we realized how uncomfortable it was. And so now we're just going bare ass. So fighting. I mean,
2: bare ass is the best way
1: to go, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) unless you're in like Alaska or something, it's just like. Yeah. Then
2: then then it might be, you know, you might be in one of those uh, polar bear clubs if you're doing that kind of stuff. That's true.
1: And those guys are boss. I couldn't do that. I I, I squeam and cry when I go into like the ocean here in California, which is, I guess, pretty warm in comparison. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't like I don't like cold water. You like cold water?
2: I, I, it has to be like, okay, so whenever I would go swimming in Chicago, the water was always freezing, (laughs) but it was always in the summer where it was like, it was like, you know, 102 out. So it felt amazing, Hmm. you know, but out here where it's like a solid, you, you know, it's a solid like 70, you know, five degrees most of the time, you know what I mean? Like it's when you do it then and yeah, then it's not fun. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's cold
1: and it hurts. It hurts exactly. <laughs> all right. Enough about swimming. Let's talk about art <laughs> because I know that's why everybody's here to listen to. Um, so, uh, how did you get your start? Like what's, where did this all come from? I remember I've listened and read a couple of interviews on you just to get some back so a little bit of back history on you, but um, for those that are listening, that are not familiar with who you are and all that kind of stuff and getting, wanting to come here for some inspiration. Um, how did it all start for you? What, what age were you and what was it that kind of got you interested into it?
2: Well, you know, honestly, I, uh, I, I gave up on on doing anything creative and anything in the arts for almost like 10 years, you know, like I, I, I want to say in my Mid twenties, I was all about doing web design and doing graphic design, that kind of stuff. Um, it just didn't even occur to me. I don't even know why, because I, I had friends that worked in the industry, um, like the entertainment film industry. Yeah. Okay, and I just, I just never thought it. I was, I was going to be able to do it. And uh, that? you know, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, I just had this, this aura or this, uh, this mentality, I guess, of that not everybody gets to do that. Um, you're really lucky if you get to, and you know, um, it's all dependent upon who, you know, and, and where you're living and where at the time I was living in the Midwest, I was living in, and, um, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of options for, someone like me that wanted to do that wanted to do creative stuff you know I, I would go to community college you know i would i would only take film classes like for the longest time all i wanted to do was cinematography
1: oh you wanted to do a film and, and shoot yeah. film and, and hold the camera and everything like that is that was, yeah. you want cinematography you you're a part of your first uh, attempt at this stuff is like just being more interested in in the camera work or is it just mostly like telling narrative story through moving picture
2: Uh, At first, you know, it was definitely camera work. I I really, really liked camera work. Um, And, you know, one of my first jobs was actually at uh, the Esquire Theater Mm. where, you know, I I honestly, I think I met some of the, the, I guess, the friends that I'll keep for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? That's great. Like, yeah. So we all kind of stuck together and, you know, we all had a passion for film. And, you know, when you give, you know, unlimited access to films uh, to, you know, 18 year old, they're going to abuse it. So we watched, <laughs> we watch so many movies. It's you great. know, I, I remember there was, you know, all kinds of hijinks that we would do. Like, like we had keys to other theaters and we would go and watch movies <laughs> at their theater. And, you know, it, it was, it was crazy, crazy times. Uh, but it was a lot of fun, you know, that sounds when you have really a theater fun. to yourself Yeah. That's the and best you're with your buddies. You could just sit there and dissect <laughs> it and talk about it while you're watching it in a theater, you know, and like, it was just amazing. It was a great time. That sounds I, like I'll, a lot of fun. I'll, I'll always miss that. They actually tore down my theater. no. Uh, yeah. But, uh, my brother was lucky enough. He saved me a couple bricks. So I kept those on my desk. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's
2: a bummer that they, they tore those down.
1: That's a shame. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. you know, what do you think of like movies now? I mean, this is, there's so much to talk about with you, but there, what do you think of movies now? Like the immersion of like VR and all that kind of stuff? Like, do you think people in the, in the future are going to look back at the idea that, groups of people would sit in a dark room together and watch a flat screen and be immersed in that? Or do you think like what were, cause like you, you just saw like what happened to your theater. Um, what, where do you think that's all going? The entertainment industry as a whole, as, as, as it's digested by the masses.
2: I I think the natural progression of things will be the end of movie theaters, but as a huge fan of movie theaters, like yeah, me too. I, I, I hate that. I I hate that that's coming. Yeah, But, but there's, a, you know, there's a part of me that's like, there are those people and there are, you know, whether you get it on a cognitive level or a subconscious level, why do you like going to the movies? You know, yeah. for me, it's always been an escape. And, I, you know, I, I go and see movies, you know, sometimes 10 times in a row if hmm. I like it, you know. Uh, well, not in a row. Jeez. When's the last thing um, that you've seen but, that many times? Oh, I, I saw Star Wars 14 times
1: in the theater. <laughs> the new one? Yeah you're a big fan of it. I think I saw you, yeah. you defending it like with like a, just like completely. It's interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. We should talk about that too, because I, yeah. I I mean, I love Star Wars. We'll talk about Star Wars. Actually, I'll make a note of it to talk about Star Wars, but I don't want to interrupt your story. You were just saying. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, But yeah, I mean, I think, okay, so we were talking about like, I guess like how. The evolution, how like, yeah, and, the and, evolution. and then also,
1: yeah, before that was the art. Yeah, <laughs> How you got into art, because you started with design and you, you know, you didn't really think of like yourself as like a, I don't know what you're doing now, you know, you didn't, you're mostly just design and web-based kind of stuff. So you didn't have like, you didn't, yeah. maybe, I guess you didn't see the potential and just dreaming big, I guess. So what was that like aha moment where it was like, wait, I can do this. You know, what was that? When did that happen?
2: Um, You know, honestly, I think I was talking, so I was doing restaurant menus on the side and then I was also working at um, like Papa John's and then I was also working at a GNC, you know, it, it was doing everything I could, to uh stay alive i guess you know uh and uh you know i just remember talking to some of my friends and um you know a lot of them got their start at midway games and you know i kind of i guess i was just like in i was i don't really exactly remember what i was saying but what essentially what they got from it was i was very very unhappy yeah and um, on one of my birthdays, um, I th- you know, a few of them got together and some, you know, one of them sent me a book called Skillful Huntsman. Mm, another one sent book. me, uh, you know, uh, uh, how to design robots, Noman DVD. Oh wow! And uh, then another friend uh, sent me my first tablet. Wow, you got good friends, man. They're I know friends. I really do yeah. I really really
1: yeah. do you have them to thank that's amazing
2: yeah that's they, they've they gone on to be like cinematic directors at, at you know at uh Midway Games and you know uh all kinds of things and you know one of them is uh you know my good friend Rocky he's at uh he's at Weta I think he's uh pretty high up in the animation department awesome. he loves his job and you know, he started at uh, Midway and then went to Blur. And then after Blur, he went to Weta and he's loving Ooh. it, you know. So quite a step up. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Weta's crazy, yeah. Yeah, a- <laughs> yeah but those guys inspired me to to try, you know. And I, I remember, you know, uh, I was living in Edwardsville, Illinois at the time and I wasn't doing anything. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and send, uh, I'm going to send my portfolio to Noman. Hmm. See if I get in, right?
1: Yeah. So you first... so you put together some work after you had the tablet and you had the Gnome and DVD. You basically yeah. had like the trifecta perfect like thing. You had the, the tool to do it, you had the education device to teach yourself, and then you had like the inspiration, which is mm-hmm. those three ingredients are actually really amazing. So if you're listening to this, actually that's a perfect combination to get into this is the Skillful Huntsman, which is an amazingly influential, like inspirational book because it's student work. And they do a great job. I mean, these guys are great. You know, John Park and all those guys are awesome. Then you have the DVD, which is awesome. And then you have the tablet to do so. So that's yeah. actually really, because I think if you're missing one of those, I think it would have shifted you a little bit. So sorry. I, I think just, so too. I,
2: just I think
1: so to, too. I just wanted to come back and be like, okay, so you started doing it on the side while you're outside of like Papa John's and GNC, um, you're going home and then reading the book and then going through the DVD and, and, and applying these things. Is that what you were doing?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I was just, for me, it was more along the lines of, I I couldn't believe that people could do that for a living. Like, I didn't even know that there was such a thing as a conceptual artist. Like, I didn't, you know, I just, it didn't, I didn't know about it. You know, I I, I honestly, when I first started going to Nomen, I thought I was going to be a modeler. Or, you know, once I got there, I started doing a little bit of environment environment work, and I, I fell in love with, like, the matte painting aspect. Yeah. And, you know, um, while I was there, I kind of, like, I, I kind of doubled down and was like, no, I, I want to be the guy that designs these things. Like, these are the... This is the fun stuff for me. I was having a lot of fun doing that. And usually the rule of thumb is is like if you're having a lot of fun doing that, then that's what you should do. Yes, so, yeah. So um so I kind of I ended up uh not being able to go the full 3 years um at Noman and I was very lucky enough to get a internship um and I got to study under Jared Morans and he He's honestly I'd say he's definitely responsible for my career so far I mean like everything that I learned uh through noman with him and then through the internship it was uh it was really good it was really good That's I' also awesome. learned a lot from uh, like Jared kravetsky and um kelton cram and a bunch of those guys but uh wow you must have told the yeah. story a lot because i know you're jumping around it
1: you're like probably like dude i'm tired of talking about this like this journey. <laughs> but like there's a lot of really interesting things that i want to touch on <clears throat> that i think are really oh, yeah, significant sure. which is like mentorships and having somebody lead you into this thing and then also you know you went from having like a, a life that you weren't happy with and working it was did you say illinois is that where you were yeah yeah so mm-hmm. you're 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 doing your nine to five delivering pizzas or were you making pizzas or delivering them i was i was doing both Uh, both. both. all the above and so i I know how it is to do those kind of jobs and 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 know what you're supposed to be doing and there's no worse feeling than letting yourself down ever that's the worst because no matter what you do you can't you can't sleep at night you hate the world everything nothing works you're frustrated um i know that feeling exactly because i had to spend a big part of my life having to do jobs that i hated because let's face it money rules the world unfortunately so you have to find a way and then if you can't build yourself up with value of knowledge and a skill set then like nobody's going to take you seriously and they're not going to pay for your time which is really unfortunate but so you're here you're back in illinois and you're putting in the time and you're practicing on your off hours then you go to then you you send out on a whim you find Noman. you send out your your work to them your portfolio that you put together how Mm -hmm. many pieces did you put together for that (laughs)
2: <laughs> um you know i i i honestly put in what i would do is i would sketch on paper and then i would scan it in and do nice clean line work on top digitally uh-huh. um and then uh so i sent i sent them my portfolio of like ads that i've created for like restaurant menus and stuff like that yeah and then you know i think. I was trying to teach myself some 3d modeling and it was like really bad. It was so really tough. bad stuff. The
1: threshold on 3d modeling is so huge. Like the learning oh, curve yeah. is just, it's like you start here and you have to do like, you have to do like six feet jumps and lunges, you know, like to get up to, it's just like a vertical climb, you know? So,
2: Oh uh, man. Yeah. And Maya, Maya just was not my friend. No, it, you know, Maya's never been
1: my friend, I'm like, <laughs> couldn't yeah,
2: couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But, yeah. um, Yeah. Like, so the first time I sent in my portfolio, they were like, okay, well, we'd like to see you do some, some more anatomy work. So then, um, you know, I open up like a dynamic anatomy book. Mm, Um, That's a good
1: book the Bridgman books are good too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I caught, I I literally just copied Bridgman, you know, like that's how I did
1: it too. Oh, people have been asking me about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, His, his stuff is great. And copying it, understanding it, dissecting it. How important do you think when you're, when you're learning something, like the part of copying something is, is for the study part.
2: For me, it's, it's how I learned, you know, like uh, for me, in high school I wanted to be a comic book artist. Oh, me too, man. Damn. So I, I literally would just be like, Oh, here's Jim Lee. Here's how he does his line weights. And then like, then you get influenced where you're like, Oh, and then I can do this crazy styling like McFarlane or, you know, and you just start falling in love with artists and you, and they kind of like, you pick little, little pieces up yeah. from each of them and you kind of make it your own that infers or, your style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know it. You know, I still, I still love comics to this day. You know, me too. Yeah, me too. But uh, yeah, what's some of your favorite comics? My favorite, some of my favorite comics. So, I want to say, I'm definitely a Marvel head. Okay, for sure. Um, but I do love me some really good Batman stories. Hush was oh, amazing. Yeah.
1: Hush is great. Yeah, yeah.
2: I I I hope that they make that a movie or something. I don't know. No, I don't know. no, but, don't uh, tell
1: them. Don't say that. <laughs> don't say.
2: That. <laughs> don't jinx so. They will. No, they
1: will. No. They'll, they'll they'll squeeze that orange, dude. They'll squeeze it. Uh,
2: they will. They will. But um, I, I want to say that comics growing up, I, I read a lot of X Men. Chris Claremont. Um, a lot of early Jim Chris's, Lee. Chris's work on X Men is great. Oh yeah, fantastic, yeah. fantastic. Read a lot of Moon Knight. Um, what else is there? Uh, and but you know when I I guess when I was really hitting the books, like really looking at comics a lot, was right there at the birth of Image Comics.
1: Yeah, Image. It was interesting because you had, you had the two you had one the big beast which is Marvel and you had DC countering it. And then you just had Todd go off and, and with Jim. It was Todd and Jim and Jim Lee, and I can't remember who else was it. Uh,
2: Mark Silvestri.
1: Mark Silvestri, yeah. And there's, there was somebody else, wasn't there? Or are
2: they, other um, people came along the way, I guess. I don't know exactly <laughs> who all left... Cause it was like, it
1: was a big drove of them. It was like, yeah. a, it, was, it was, it was, it was, it was coming basically, you know, and, and guys like Todd who wanted to like, you know, really own their piece of the pie and all that kind of stuff. That's what, that's, what's interesting about image too, the way it kind of came yeah. together. And, and the, the, I believe it's still fundamentally the same kind of ingredients too. Um the way it works yeah. for artists and stuff. It's like artists, creative own stuff. And um yeah, it's really, I remember that too. Image was, you had like danger girl and then you have like with Savage, our, Dragon. Savage, yeah, Savage Dragon, Savage Dragon, yeah, hell oh, yeah, Savage yeah. Dragon's great. <laughs> I'm sure you can probably see that that has an influence on my work too. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, you know it's like <laughs> that kind of art and that style is really um something. That, I mean, obviously you had Todd's uh, Spawn and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. then then you had Greg Capullo, uh, his mm-hmm. Creech thing. You remember
2: Creech? That was great. Yep, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love those. Pitt? Who did Pitt? I don't remember. I don't know i don't know if i read Do you remember pit it Pitt no. was like this it hulk-like creature i think it was actually the, oh the, yes yes
1: yes i remember pit now yeah 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 yeah. it was almost like a heavy metal <laughs> super roided out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah heavy yeah. metal was like that it was a uh, heavy metal was always uh, one of those magazines that you know it's like a hit or miss for me like sometimes it'd be like amazing you'd have like yeah, you have some um, some Mobius in there. You have a couple of other interesting artists, and then you, then you'd have some weird stuff. You know, like it was pushing the edge, a boundary of like art and stuff, which is one thing I love too. But yeah, I remember oh, Image yeah. being super super strong. I remember um, there was also Battle Chasers. Remember Battle Chasers? Battle Joe? Chasers. Yeah, so he,
2: Joe Mad is Madd. Yeah, yeah is without a doubt <laughs> one of at least in my top five uh, favorite comic book artists. He he really kind of. hit
1: hit it perfectly i think where like when manga was really starting to kick off and then Mm -hmm. the 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 american audience introduction to like all this amazing art that japan was making then he Mm -hmm. kind of just merged it with his own style it was such a shame too i remember like how it all worked out where he was doing battle chasers and then he was like "Ah, i don't want to do anymore and then he just would end up playing video games all day and then he just stopped making them and everybody was like what the hell you know but yeah he was yeah he was uh, it it was a big lesson for me watching him kind of like do that and go through that process where he got distracted and started making a video game and stopped a comic and all that kind of stuff you know I was like damn, yeah you got to be really cautious as an artist to prioritize your time and take things seriously as much as you can because yeah it's like there's a lot of fans out there that are heavily influenced you know and you don't want to like let them down you know but
2: oh yeah well <laughs> but, i think his fan base followed him no matter what i mean i know yeah. i did and then yeah. i saw that battle chaser <laughs> kickstarter Uh, pop up. I I backed that immediately because one of the rewards was (laughs) he's going to make a final issue of Battle Changes and I was like, oh I didn't, money. I didn't see that. I didn't see that
1: he's doing that. That's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember reading Ballinger Zone, just, just being just like, "Wow." There's there's a couple artists that I would take pages out of the book and just look there and draw them. He was one of them for sure. I just sit there oh, and draw because yeah. that was the process. I think for people that are coming up in this industry too, like I think it's totally fine if you do that as long as you're not using it to to sell because you can't yeah. do that. That's wrong. That's completely wrong. But you yeah. can't. But I think if you're just studying, I, I there's no way like. If, if somebody says that they don't do that stuff or they never have, they're lying to you because like keep, we all study from something, <laughs> yeah. you know, we all, mm-hmm. we all look at something that ideas don't happen in, in a vacuum, you know? So,
2: well, you know, I don't, you know, I don't even understand in society where, where this came from What's that? or, or where, where it started, where, you know, this, the masters did it. The Renaissance masters, you know, they, 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 they looked at reference all the time. Yeah. They, you the know, world. like, I don't understand like where it is in our, you know, in our education system where there's a lot of young artists where they're like, oh, no, everything must come from my mind and I won't gather reference. I didn't get good um, until I started religiously looking up reference photos.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to. You can't if I were to tell you, Justin, there's this thing called a whatchamacallit and you need to make it. (laughs) And you're like, and I say, you can't look at references and good luck, you know? And you're going to yeah. be like, wait, uh you're not going to hit what it's in my head. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, You must have, I, I know the artists that I know are very prolific and strong. Let's say like, let's use Sid, Sid Mead, for example. Very curious, very forward thinking, progressive, thoughtful person with an incredible skill and a crazy discipline for doing great work. It's like, I know for sure that sid is it's very well versed and reads and 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 educates himself on the things that he finds fascinating in reference of all kinds of capacity and that's what makes his work so good when you look at sid's work it's not like it's not oh that's a beautiful picture no you're looking at it going like shit that looks really functional that looks really interesting and that has a very unique style and all those things come from his influences they have to there's yeah it's like yeah and i i'm on the same page with you it's really weird it's a weird thing it's like of course, people are influenced. Or of course, they they're inspired by things. You know, I think people maybe just go like, you know, I, I don't know if there's some kind of like cinster authenticity or some kind of weird club that doesn't make any sense. The cool kid club. It's like get out of here with that crap. You know. So, yeah, it's really it's really <laughs> it's counterintuitive. <annoying>. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, you I, know. I guess when you put that kind of stuff out there, you should always say like. Hey, I'm influenced by star Wars or something, you know? Oh yeah. But, you yeah, know, definitely. I, I wear my influences on my sleeve. Like everybody knows <laughs> I'm a big star Wars fan. I love the labyrinth. I mean, I love all these eighties films, Terminator, old, like early Jim Cameron, oh, yeah. Ridley Scott, all that stuff, you know, those are all big influences for me. So, but yeah, i mean, let's go back to this thing. So I want to, I'm just trying to, to slow down that and dissect this process because I think a lot of people that listen to the podcast are in the same position you were when you were at GMC, you know, like, and at delivering pizzas and making pizzas and, and, and a, in a place where you feel stuck, you know, in a rut and not oh, knowing yeah. how to get out of there. And so what I want to do is kind of dissect that because this is a very important. Mm-hmm. It's a pivotal part in your life, you know, so. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So you get all these amazing gifts from your friends because they're amazing. You love them and they love you, obviously, because they care for you and they want to see you happy. And so mm-hmm. you you sit down and you start working on this stuff and you go send this work out to to Noman. And then they eventually, after you doing the bridge and starting to study all that stuff, what was the next step? What was, it? What, was what were you getting into uh, after
2: that? Um, so like I think it, like <laughs> I was I was so you know at first I was I was totally expecting uh no get out of here kid you're not you're nowhere near ready and it was funny because like I, I was you know when I started to the applying process at Noman I was twenty nine so i didn't I didn't feel like a kid, but then I felt like sure. I was literally like twenty one again trying to get into an industry that I knew nothing about Good for you um and uh you know they said you know go do some animation studies or not animation uh anatomy study studies and um and then get back to us. So a week later, I sent them over 100 drawings of mm. just Bridgman copies yeah. uh, of me studying and then understanding it. And then me doing like my own drawings using the drawings that I had just done as reference, you know. Mm. Um, and they were like, oh, wow, <laughs> you're, you're very, very serious about this. Why don't you come out and check um, check out the school, yeah. you know. And I was like, okay, I will, I'll contact you when I can, uh, when I can come visit, you know? And <laughs> yeah. then I was just like, I don't have the money to do so, you know? And, yeah. you know, I, I spoke to a lot of people and, you know, it was a rough time, you know, N- you know, none of my, you know, brothers or sisters were out, um, even though they def, they definitely wanted to, you know, sure. my mom couldn't help me, you know? So I ended were up. Were you raised uh, by
1: a single mom too?
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. yes, yeah. Was. yeah 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 you have you
1: have brother and sister so she raised all three of you guys Hmm. damn mm-hmm. dude your mom's a beast <laughs> yeah she, she she worked very hard for us she did Wow. props, um, props to your mom that's insane
2: yeah i don't yeah, know how, i don't
1: have single are you, are you a parent now do you have a kid
2: no i do not i okay. do well i mean You'll see. I have, i'm a dog daddy I mean, okay dog is that? daddy well i mean yeah of course i mean
1: dogs i i look at our dog our dog is a baby of the house for sure yeah um, but yeah I mean when you when, eventually if you decide to have kids, you'll see just how difficult it is, and you're going to be like, Wow, my mom had us three, three of us, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's really crazy so I mean, sorry, so yeah you 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 kind of lead on family, they couldn't help you, and so you're like, Damn, I have all this angst and and, and energy and and drive to do this, but now there's mm-hmm. this huge hurdle of like geo <laughs> there's a bunch of land basically and money in the way of me getting to this goal, so where are you at from there?
2: I mean, like, I, I definitely remember, I don't, I remember them not understanding. Yeah. You know, they, they just didn't get it and they didn't understand it. And I, I don't think I truly understand what I wanted at that time, sure. but I knew, I knew that this was the right step for me. I knew that this, this path is ultimately what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something to where every day would be a new day. And it wouldn't be the same old thing. I, I, you know, anything that would, you know, that was very repetitive to me, yeah. I got bored with very quickly. You know, um, my grades weren't excellent. You know, uh, but the things, whenever I I got attached to something, I it, it like consumed me. You know what I mean? Like That's where good. I was like yeah. I was all about that. Um, <laughs> and very, you know, very early on in my life, uh, that was Star Wars. You know, that was the babysitter. Mm. Yeah. My mom couldn't be there all the time. So sure. we, you know, we watched movies and we, you know, we didn't have cable. So it was, um, what, you know, you you would, whenever it was on TV, you would tape it on the VHS. Yeah, I remember that. Have that, yeah. the crappy copy, <laughs> um, you know, with the
1: commercials and stuff. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> VCR status. Yeah. <laughs> Anything sci-fi. I was, I was totally infatuated with.
1: What big sci-fi films do you remember from your childhood being significant?
2: Um, I want to say Star Trek movies were pretty cool. Yeah. E.T. Yeah, of course. Any Anything Spielberg, really. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to go like, well, cartoons played a lot too. Loved cartoons, loved like, you know, uh, Thundercats and Silverhawks yeah. and Gargoyles and stuff. Oh yeah. Batman yeah. animated series. Oh yeah, tailspin. St- tailspin
1: was <laughs> was the shit. I love yeah, that. Shit. It still is the shit. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Man. it's such nostalgia and such nostalgia. Yeah,
2: yeah. We we grew up in a really good time. We did.
1: We're <laughs> we're. I mean, I I don't know. I I look at my daughter. She's 11 years old now, so she's a preteen. And it's like she she watches YouTube a video of people doing like selfies. And I'm like, wow. Like I I don't want to sound like a jerk right now, but that. That sounds like it's really shitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you don't. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, there's not a lot of thought process that goes into, like, when you watch, like, let's say, I don't know, a psychoanalyzed tailspin, for example. But if you watch like, there's groups of people who are professionals at what they're doing, whether it's writing or animating that stuff, and they're putting forth a lot of effort. So when you watch that, you sit down and experience their effort. When you sit yeah. down and watch somebody do like a selfie and go like, "I'm eating like really spicy ramen," ah, like it's like, yeah, what? okay, yeah. like, <laughs> what <laughs> am you know, I exactly. getting out of this? <laughs> what yeah. exactly? But I mean, I, I think that's just me being getting older and being a jerk, I guess. I don't know. So <laughs> don't try, worry, I, I'm I try, in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I try to be. Uh, I try to keep reserve my 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 thoughts on that stuff so I don't ruin her day. But yeah, it's like, <laughs> what are you doing with your life? No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's it's it's
2: really. We did. We grew up in an amazing era. We did really. You know, how old are you? I am actually, this is uh, going to sound terrible. It's going to be on record. I'm 38. 38. Okay. So we're five years difference. You're three, five years ahead of me. But yeah, Yeah. we came from very
1: similar era, you know, like, well, Mm -hmm. you know, the the Star Wars was coming out. We had all this stuff. We had um, social angst that was happening all over the place. We had punk rock Mm -hmm. music you we had all all these different things that were happening and like you had comic book shops you know like places where you would go as a hub to go and like converse and talk with other artists that there was no internet you know back when we were starting out like it was mostly just places that you would have to physically walk your body to to experience something so you cherish the shit out of it you know like
2: the moments land centers land centers i was i was always hanging out at land centers what's that uh it's oh, like a, like a, computer a, land computer like land. LA yeah, yeah, yes, 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 People were
1: telling me about that the other day. I, I I came to like the computer era like quite late. Actually, I didn't really embrace technology all that late it's until like quite late in my my life, basically too. I've always liked it, but I, yeah, somebody was like, You're you're such an idiot, you don't know Atlanta Center. I'm, like, I'm just not a I'm just <laughs> like a not a hyper nerd, I guess, you know. So
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did no, you ever I mean, do D and D many hours <laughs> Oh yeah, D and D? Yeah, definitely. You know, still I, I want to do. do that.
1: You, oh, it's so smart. You do that, Justin. It's really smart. I think I've been wanting to do that for a long time, actually get back into it. And people might laugh at me. And I don't care. Like, you call me a nerd all you want. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I'm beyond that. But I think the thing I really love about D&D is is the role playing aspect of your mind making stories. You're literally yeah. making and building stories and finding some scenarios and situations to, to like to get yourself out and, and working out ways. It's brilliant. It's so good for your mind. So oh, yeah. good, especially for your creative mind. Like I'm a huge fan of adventure time and I know Penn ward is oh, a yeah. big D and D guy. Cause you just, you could feel it in his work. And mm-hmm. it's just like, man, it's so incredibly good. Cause it's just a story building technology, like the, 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 the technique that you use. And I don't know if people are aware of that, you know, it's just, super good so yeah. oh
2: it's it's an amazing it's an amazing um exercise in, in, in imagination and i even remember when i started playing uh for the first time uh our dm would give us extra uh experience points if we drew what we imagined mm that's cool, so like you know like <laughs> I, <better>. was, <laughs> I was party. doing keyframe illustrations for <laughs> t d before I even knew what those were, you know, and he loved them, and he kept them and and uh you know it, it was it That's was awesome. super awesome for him because he wasn't an artist in the the sense of you know being able to create an image, but man, he could weave a story that inspired all of us to play, and um it's basically you know, you right know know you should you should get a bunch of us together come down and we'll record the game. I would love that. I will definitely, I
1: would come out to LA because I don't like going to LA. I will do that for LA. Like (laughs) I will come out and suffer the traffic and the (laughs) dystopic view of society. To go and do some D anD D, yeah, for sure. I have a friend, my friend Patrick. He's um, he gets really into it too, and he's he's down in San Diego. It's just it's always been so difficult for me to cut that time out, but I would love to, and that'd be so much fun. That'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah, Could Dan lavizi get us all there. Get bring Mache over. Mache and I were talking about doing, doing some D anD D too. If he was closer, I need, oh, I, Mich- I, he he plays. Oh my god. I, yeah, I think he <laughs> I, he used to play. Yeah, so no, this is like Uber nerd stuff. I think this would be amazing oh, yeah. though because this is something from our childhood, which I think is really important that people should be definitely trying to continually do and not for the sense it's like not to be nerdy because yeah you can get super nerdy with it but it's more or less to problem solve create um, build worlds you know, all that kind of stuff that's really man that's really when my brain was just blowing up with imagination you know like it's just there's so much stuff there's like oh wow like this guy could have like this double-edged sword thing and they could have this power or whatever you know you get super silly and it gets funny and weird but the, the same time, there's there's a nugget of something that comes from that experience that's really important. I feel like it's kind of lost, you know. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's really it's, cool.
2: It, it's, just, it's just a good time. <laughs> it is. It's a good time. It's World Building 101. You want to learn yeah. how to build worlds? Boom, DD. Yeah. It.
1: Yeah, because that's, that's pretty much what people do when they're sitting and they're building shows and stuff. You know, like yeah, it's like the Mad Men version of um, the the D and D version of Mad Men. You know, you sit in a room with people and you kind of work your way out. Or Vince Gilligan when he's making uh, Breaking Bad with his writing partners and stuff, is like, you know, they're writing themselves out of quorums and problems. You know, so it's very, very similar. It's, it's, it's similar ingredients basically. So I'd love that. Let's, let's figure that out. Let's, let's make that happen. I'll, I'll, yeah. let's, let's set out like a group text or something and get everybody on board and set a date and get super nerdy. Yeah. I will bring no pants. It'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> just ass. I'll just do like assless chaps.
2: That'll be perfect.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: The the, the, Dar- the Darren Yow brand of, uh, of clothings it's just it has no pants just no pants yeah it's no all, pants so it's all yeah. good it's how it works <laughs> i think that'd be a lot of fun though just a
1: D night with a bunch of us goobers you know having fun eating spicy oh, yeah. ramen that'd be great
0: <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
1: okay let's uh Let's get back to this this, this journey that you had. So, okay,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gap you had to go. Yeah. Let's see, we're going to tell one story. It's going to take the whole time, but it's okay. It's okay, guys. It's okay.
2: Um, if we were on a road trip, we would never get there.
1: We would, It would be fun. <laughs> I love doing road trips with homies. They're the best because oh, yeah. like, I love the travel part, kind of. But I love the camaraderie funness, you know, like the yeah. it's the best. You get in a group a group of people and go and do a journey together. But the conversations is what matters most, you know, so
2: yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, I do that once a month, not a, j- a road trip, but with my close friends. We get together at my house and we cook together and watch movies and h- catch up on each other. It's really amazing. It's an amazing day. So it's good to get those gifts and reflect on life and stuff. But OK, so you have this big gap between yourself getting to where you want to get to mm-hmm. in an omen. so how where did how did this happen like you asked your your folks your your mom she said no or she can't help because she's you know she's doing her own thing and stuff and probably yeah. busy and stuff and and so the, and you're saying that people didn't understand like why
2: well yeah i mean i i was also <laughs> 29 at the time you know what i mean so yeah. they were like it was i i got a lot of the a lot of vibe coming from family members like look are you ever going to you know like settle down and just stay at a job and I guess just like find a career was what they were they're like it's too late to start something new or or you're never going to make any money at art was a was a number (laughs) one thing yeah I remember that too Um, yeah mm and it was Jokes just on them suckers. I know. Right. Uh, <laughs> you can actually oh, yeah. you a can lot of this stuff. you want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's hard to explain to a non-artist uh, what it's like to feel the need to create. Yeah. Yeah. It, they it, don't, it, it just, it, they don't get it. And they, I don't think they ever will. One of or my they friends described it, in it a different really way. well.
1: My friend described it really well the libido of an artist is like having a having diarrhea you know (laughs) and like you have like it's compulsive you have to do it you know yeah and yeah or it it, drives you nuts it drives you nuts like the same thing if like you can't like expel your diarrhea like it's gonna drive you crazy you know yeah get this out of me you know (laughs) yeah it
2: it it really makes you unhappy
1: it really really analogy. it works i will i will they'll be like disgusted but at the same time they'll understand it you know so (laughs) everybody has felt what it has what it's like to have diarrhea everybody has yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is just the, like, it's universal it's just the imagery alone on that diarrhea one. is the universal uh-huh. language of love so <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you need a, an like an Ashthorpe t-shirt that says uh art is diarrhea on the back <laughs> do it I'm, let's do this i'm fine <laughs> with that
1: <laughs> hashtag poopy
2: pants or the assless chaps yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm sure we could find an image from Luigi to uh, portray <laughs> yeah. that action. You can put me in the pop he's, culture he, book.
1: Yeah, he's really make good a, at that. He's really good at that. Make a character of it. So. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay, but yeah, it's it really is. It it is hard to tell to tell people that are not artists. Like the most of the time when I tell tell people what I do, they go like, their first question is, "Did you go to school for that?" Like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like uh i guess yeah <laughs> but it's like school doesn't doesn't it gets you close but it doesn't it's like it opens a door but it doesn't get you there you know right no right. education does it, it gets you close it definitely gets you close and it's yeah, powerful it,
2: it, it'll get you halfway yeah. but if you don't if you don't <coughs> complete the rest of the map on your own you you don't get anything out of it yeah
1: no it's true you don't it's just like you have to fulfill the rest of that journey by yourself it's a very insular yeah. thing, you know, doing doing this stuff.
0: Okay. And and
1: you
2: know those those of you that like are listening that that like really think you know like oh like oh I want to be a character artist that's cool. Find out what it is like in yourself. Like why do you think that's cool? Because yes. that's that's, not enough. that's no, not enough. That is not enough. Um, you know, and it, it it I see a lot of that happening. Where yeah. I'll see a lot of students come in and they'll take a class and they just kind of show up and they don't get anything out of it you know and it's like either you want to add the you know whatever class you're taking to your you know creative tool belt or you don't you're not no one's just going to give you a job because you went to a certain place or studied under a certain person your work has to show passion and if it doesn't you're just gonna have to get in line with everybody else that doesn't that doesn't show that work. Boom! That's some wise words right there, and I couldn't agree with you more. That's
1: exactly what I say all the time, and it's, it's that's the thing I love about art. you Like you couldn't like if you want to be a doctor, you couldn't do it like we do. You know, art is no. like you, you, you. If you want to be a badass, go be a badass. Simple as that. You just got to go yeah. do it. You know, and how you get there? It's like I have a lot of people asking me, and I'm sure they ask you the same thing too. It's like, how do I be a badass? You know, it's like, well. <laughs> Read these books and work f- freaking crazy hours and put in the time.
2: Work really yeah. hard. Do you believe in the ten thousand hour rule? I absolutely do. I actually created the uh, ten thousand hour um uh, site on Facebook. Oh, you did? Yes, hmm. I did. What's that all about? Uh, so that um that came out of uh so lunch crunch was ending and what's lunch crunch? I'm totally Lunch out crunch. of it. I, I oh, use no, Facebook like 15 <laughs> minutes a day and then I'm out. So, uh, I think it feels like it was like a year and a half ago that, that Lunch Crunch was created by a Point Pusher and he, uh, Danny, he, he kind of made this like really fun artistic spot where it wasn't really about showing the final piece, although you can show the final piece, but what we as artists want to see is the works in progress and yeah. um you know we, we try to curtail it you know in the beginning it was very very easy mm-hmm. to um to keep the subject on works in progress but last time I checked I think it's like up to 30,000 users and I'm just like wow oh man awesome. I mean I could tell them good community then yeah <laughs> I yeah. could tell them to to do more works in progress but um with with only having three admins uh it's kind of hard yeah um such but uh, you know things are in the works with that <clears throat> you know we're trying to figure out what's what's the best way to get people to understand the ideology and you know we're we 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 have talked about it before we, we wanted to do a podcast with that um or a weekly show to kind of showcase it's so much work artwork. isn't it it's a lot of work and it it requires a lot of time it is
1: people go like hey you should get this person i'm like no shit (laughs) of course i should yeah Yeah, it's really hard (laughs) of course i want to (laughs) They, they, there's a thing that they say no <laughs> they're like I don't want to yeah. do that and I'm like oh crap <laughs> and, and it's like hey you want to come talk to me for free for an hour yeah okay yeah, <laughs> hey, yeah. you're really busy you want to come <laughs> talk to me yeah it's it's amazing that people do it anyways like yourself you know I know you're busy you know and it's we've had to I don't know we've had to reschedule this like what five times now six times it's like, yeah <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
1: and I saw you at Comic Con I was like dude we need to po- do a podcast you know it's like it's been a long time in the making so I mean yeah, the first time, first time I met you was in LA was when you me dave Raposa was there uh mm-hmm. it was uh, mm-hmm. i think anthony jones was there it was uh, dan Lavizi was there mm-hmm. yeah that, yeah, was, a, that it, was a crazy night that was a crazy yeah night. it was a lot of fun
2: <laughs> what was yeah, that? All, what, what was,
1: what was the event for that was there a, um i, I
2: want to say that that was Noman's man's um, yes like concept thing. yeah concept art workshop yeah that's right
1: yeah that was a good one that was really fun I forget. Yeah. Vitaly actually, I think, was there. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah he Vitali was there, the I believe. Presentation. After his presentation, you're like, hell yeah, man, I'm going to freaking go out in the world and kill it. Yeah, like, yeah. So, I'm going to crush. This is great. you He's just so inspired to get that Vitaly, you know, drop of inspiration. So, yeah, that was a really great night, though. I remember that being special. Really cool. Yeah, really cool. it was fun. It. <laughs> it was. It was cool meeting everybody in person, too. It's like, yeah. you know, you talk with people or you see their work and it's like, oh, that's awesome. You know, like, it's really cool to be able to have, like, conversation face-to-face too so yeah yeah good times okay sorry i'm gonna go back to it i'm gonna keep going back to it we're gonna get through it i promise we'll get through it um so that gap you know between the two and 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 getting yourself to la so how did that Ah. work how did that how what was the thing that because this is a big this is a big thing i think that people also have is like you have this opportunity You know, you put the effort in you have the opportunity now you really have to show the world that like hey, I'm going to take a risk on myself, you know? So yeah. how, how, how did you get there? How did you get to LA? What happened?
2: So, uh, you know, um, just around that time, um, I actually, so I approached Noman. Noman wanted me to come out. I had no way of going out there. They said that I was a strong candidate choice. Um, I was really bummed because I just couldn't have, uh, I just couldn't get out there, right? Yeah. Um, so I, you know, the timing was kind of perfect because, um, at that point in my life, um, on my father's side, I don't even know, like, I don't, you know, know where he is or what he's doing or anything like that. Um, but on my father's side, we have an aunt and, uh, she was reaching out to us and wanted to connect with us. And, um, we were in a position where, you know, it was easy for her to, 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 for us to visit her. So we would talk to her and, (coughs) Uh, kind of got more entrenched on that side of the family learned a little bit about, you know, the heritage on that side and, Hmm. and really got to talk to her. And as I was telling her about my, I guess my predicament, you know, I wasn't even noticing, but she was booking a flight for me. Oh, that's awesome. There you go. Yeah. And so, you know, she's like, okay, here you go. You're going out there for three or four days. You're going to go take this, you know, you're going to look at the school. I want to see pictures. I want you to bring all the information back beautiful. Yeah, and uh, the o- the only reason I am where I am today is because she was she she that she did that for me.
1: That's amazing. Her and your friends, you know, and your mom, oh, yeah. and everybody too. It's like <coughs> there's all those pivotal moments and things too and that's great. You also seem like every time that I've had a chance to talk with you, you're always very positive and and cheery. And I know you have dark moments. We'll talk about that in a bit too. Yeah. But and we all do, you know, can't, can't be happy all the time. Um but I think that also helps, you know, like if you were an asshole, she wouldn't help you out, you know?
2: No, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm just... I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith in that regard where, mm, you yeah, know, Kevin's he, very positive. Yeah, You got to, you got to <laughs> surround yourself with positive people. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel that the West coast, you know, like I lived, you know, in the Midwest and I visited the East coast and the East coast has a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, but like, if I'm, if I'm sitting in Springfield, Illinois, and I say to my friends, I want to make a movie they're going to be like, you're an idiot. Shut up.
0: (laughs) You know what I mean? Whereas like, if you
2: say that out here in the right group of people, like, Oh yeah, cool. Let's do it. They'll be like, (laughs) yeah, let's do it. I got this. And then I got, I know this guy that's got a camera and I got, you know, like, yeah yeah it's it runs rampant in this town for sure yes um and sometimes that's dangerous it is dangerous and sometimes it's the perfect thing that you need you yes. know and i realize that i am a very um I, I, I i'm gonna say this and it's the wrong terminology i don't want to say influential but I'm, I'm influenced by other people's I guess, attitudes. So if if you're negative around me, I get real negative and I start thinking that way. I've noticed that in my older age that, I'm I'm very susceptible to that, and Me I'm too. sure I misused the word influential. I'm not influential, but um, you're
1: influenced by people's um, yeah. energy and stuff around you. They're 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 that's what
2: I mean. positive yeah. or
1: negative. Yeah, I'm the same yeah. way too. I'm very <clears throat> much like my environment is who I am. You know, surrounding myself with the right people is very important. You know, so
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. and I I you know I don't <coughs> want to be the one. I don't want to be the lone gunman working in a room uh, for, you know, 50 hours a week. I hey, that's me. I'm doing like, 80 though. Or maybe hundred. I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> do that, man. Yeah. I did it for a year and I felt that, uh, I was doing better work when I was surrounded by other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I find it to be a distracting though. I get drives me nuts, but I do communicate with other people all day long, all the time <clears> through phone or chat or whatever, or as we are now, you know? Yeah. yeah. But if you need that physical space. Yeah. Cause that's what you have. That's what you have now. It's just, we'll mm-hmm. get into that too in a minute, but yeah, that's good. That's good that you're aware of that too. And surround yourself with people that are positive, that get you excited or hype you up because, you know, as a creative person, like you really are defined by your surroundings and your environment and how you create those things, you know, and how you use that to infer your art, whether it's good or bad. You know, I know some artists that have really shitty environments and then they just make really great work. That's shitty if that makes sense it's like great yeah. great evil work you know so yeah it's like it's all conducive it's like dark and heavy and, and has its own emotional tonalities and stuff so but that's really amazing so then you went out there and went to la and <coughs> those three days was it three or four days is that what you said
2: yeah it was like three or four days how's I that just feeling looked, you
1: got in the plane I, and everything and
2: you're like look like this is great it's happening yeah i just couldn't believe it i was like oh man i couldn't i can't I you know is this really going to happen? Yeah. You know because I you know I didn't have that answer. She was just like you know I want you to go check this place out. I want you to do you know rent comparisons. Yeah. And these were things at my <laughs> at my time. You know when I was twenty nine. Hell, I didn't even do in life. You know what I mean I was just like oh I'll just live here or sure. I'll uh just do <laughs> this. You know like and I was like oh man you know I I, oh, I gotta I guess I gotta be an adult now and figure this out. What sure. Do I, you know, I went, it's it, essentially what she taught me was how to get real about my passion.
1: Mm, that's awesome. It's you know? beautiful.
2: And, um, you know, I came out here, I, I found some, some prospects and, um, then, uh, I came home and showed her everything that I got, you know, and, and uh, I, I, fell in love with the campus.
1: Yeah. It's a cool um, place. Yeah.
2: You know, it's, it's super awesome. And, I really liked the teachers. I really liked what they were saying. And for the first time in a long time, it was, (laughs) it was strange to be around people that were saying, Hey, you, you can do this as a career and we think you can do this. So, you know, that like, even though, you know, they, they didn't know me from Adam, but they were like, yeah, we looked at your portfolio and this is, we think you're, you know, a contender and, yada 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 and we want you to be in the three-year program that's great so you know i took that knowledge went back and you know it's an it's it was an expensive decision but uh you know i saved up i think i saved up like maybe two or three k um which was nothing really um and then you know my aunt also came to me and she goes by the way um you have some inheritance and I'm I was waiting for the right time Cha-ting! to like, yeah. <laughs> so um I I I got like ten uh ten K uh, awesome. inheritance. Oh man. And um what a great I used immediately to, to, yeah. to go out there and it only lasted me a it day. only lasted me like six or seven months. Yeah.
1: Six months? Wow, that's pretty good then. that's well, how that long you, it lasted. You lived on like shoestring then on oh, your couches yeah. and stuff.
2: So, my rent was a thousand, and through Pell grants and school loans, I was only bringing in seven hundred.
1: yeah, I know I remember those so days one day one I year to... I made only eight thousand dollars one year <laughs> the whole year. Yeah, It was like a burrito for breakfast and lunch and then like maybe like potatoes or
2: something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, these are the sacrifices that people don't understand is that you have have to do this. You know, I I survived on mac and cheese and peanut butter and jellies for, uh, you know, a year. Yeah. A year. (laughs) So crazy.
1: That. Yeah. At least peanut butter has like some substance. I mean, yeah. mac, and, mac and cheese, dude, that's not. No, no, no. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, terrible. it's terrible. Bad for your body. But that's, I mean, it's true. It's a very true, you know, that yeah. if, if people only knew the amount of sacrifice it does take to get to where you need. Um, I didn't even know, you know, I was, if if I would have known, I'd be like, oh, F that. I'm just going to go do like simple yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. It's, no. it's a hard <laughs> choice. It's a hard choice. Yeah. And, and I see, good, I see young people doing it make. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only choice that I think that you should make because it's the choice that um, really infers like, you know, helps you decide
2: on what it is that you're going for, you know? So, yeah. And, you know, I (laughs) really, I was starting this, I was like, Hey, look, you know, I can always go back to the way it was.
1: Sure. Sure.
2: Right. yeah But not everybody gets to do this and not everybody will succeed. But I tell you what, the lessons that I learned about myself when I was putting myself into these situations where, you know, I was you know, studying hour, our, everything, I, everything, in my computer to, to stay one more term at Nomen. And yeah. that was the, that was the term that I got the internship.
1: That's great. So that like, right when you're up against it, then life is yeah. like, hey, here's a little another little nugget for you. Here's a little gift. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how that works? It ha- it's happened to me too. I've had chances, I had opportunities that happen right when they needed to happen at the perfect time. It's just like, wow, mm-hmm. this is great. You know, what do you think of that? What do you think? Is that faith? What is that?
2: I don't know. I you know I uh, I want to say that uh, I'm a believer in karma, and if you put good out there, good things will happen eventually. You know, sure. um, you know. I, I just got to look at my life and, and go, well, look, you know, like you, you went from pizza delivery driver to studio owner in five years. Yeah. that a big leap. So yeah, it's a, and, but it was, it was a very painful leap. <laughs> I don't yeah, think I can make this. that leap again. Sure. it's a different, though. Yeah, yeah. I but, mean, uh, a lot of
1: your heroes, I think have made those same kind of leaps. I imagine if you, if you yeah. found that out yet or not. So you do the internship. That's awesome. You get, you get, you get educated by, professionals that can lead you the through the the journey and get you better and mm-hmm. faster so that's awesome and then so yeah, i think you mentioned that you had to stop with nomen because you couldn't afford it anymore is that something yeah that was, mm-hmm. so yeah, i just it's couldn't educate it's very expensive i mean yeah but it's, it's I mean, if you're ever going to put the, the one thing i always say is every if, you, if you're ever going to spend any money on yourself education is always the one that you should never think twice about you know, but, oh, you, but you have to be cautious of like where you're getting the education from, though. That's really important because you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on an education that just oh, really yeah. isn't all that valuable. Do your research. You know? Do yeah. your
2: research on your school. Yes. You know, Noman for me was a no-brainer. They it was highly recommended by everyone that I ever talked to in the sure. industry. Yeah, Noman's great. Yeah. Um, Especially like the know, locational one. That's uh, that's a great place to do it. Yeah, and I didn't I didn't stop because I you know I. I felt that I didn't need it. I I stopped because I couldn't afford to go anymore. Sure. And my only regret is that I didn't get the full three-year experience. You know, I I made a lot of friends while I was there, and I had to jump into the freelance world and try and make a career out of myself with – the knowledge that I, the little knowledge that I had gained in a year and a half. Yeah. Um, which was a very scary. Time, though.
1: A year and a half is yeah. a good amount of time to put in with like around really like high level seasoned veterans and stuff too, which is good.
2: Yeah. That was a, different, Still scary, that was a difference. That was Prince. difference. Yeah. Was like, here's 10, a, day, you know, um, every day while I'm trying to learn a program and, you know, when, when, when i got the internship it was purely based on what we were doing in the foundations at nomen so like mm. you know we did a lot of a lot of 2d art and uh that got me the, the 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 in yeah but you know i distinctly remember being at the internship and them saying like okay well you finished early on doing these cleanups um can you let's let's have you do a monster you know what i mean like do you know zbrush right and I said, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then I immediately looked at both, you know, Jared Grovesky and Jared Morans and been like, uh, oh my God, I don't know zebra. <laughs> and they just, they looked at each other and they smiled and they were like, oh, well, don't worry, we'll, we'll show you. And, and that was, it's awesome having that mentorship from, from those guys, like, really pushed it home. And then like it, within two days I had a finished piece. Mm. Um, that I could show. Oh, and I, sh- you know, and I, and I showed the, the, uh, the main guy there. And, uh, he was like, yeah, you're on creatures. You're on creatures now. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, okay. And then I was there, I stayed there for another eight months after that. Um, cause I was already like six months into, um, a, uh, internship there. And then, I went freelance and I started doing a bunch of freelance jobs. I did some film work. I got a, an opportunity to be one of the the main creature designers for Goosebumps uh with Neville Page and Carlos Guante, which was super awesome experience. And <laughs> Neville's get, really nice guy, huh? Neville's the best. I, yeah. I I wish I could work with him more. Yeah. Um, he inspires me, you know. He's 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 a master of his craft and he's and he always finds something new and interesting to push himself. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool.
1: Yeah. I've, I've been trying to get him on the podcast. I just haven't been able to line it up. So I think he's somebody that everybody's requested many times to have me talk to. So yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's really cool. And that's, that's great. And so like that, that, that bridging that gap. So like, as you mentioned, we kind of skipped over a little bit, but I think it's like, mm-hmm. um, you went from, learning from these guys, getting that, that process, learning these programs, kind of like accelerating quickly through this process. Um, how is that next leap? Because the next leap is either go get a job as a, as a, as a, as a person that is, is, is working at a studio or going freelance and really doing your own thing. So well, mm-hmm. how is that leap? And then from there, let's talk a little bit about your studio development builds. And now you're in like this next big phase of that. And then I want to talk about Star Wars, and we'll end. So,
2: oh yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll, we'll close out with some Star Wars arguments. It'd be great. Oh yes,
0: yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um,
2: so um, after that, you know, like I, I kind of learned that uh, in film work. You know, I, I thought I was just going to get a job somewhere, and I'd be there, you know, indefinitely. Like no one told me that. Like oh, like well, I'm on Goosebumps right now, or. You know, clearly, there's other movies that Sony is working on. um maybe they'll just put me on that. you know, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. the really pushing new stuff and doing all that stuff the hard way and um and then I remember one job uh, I can't remember the exact name of the job, but like I remember a guy calling me up and saying. Um, hey, I need you know concept artwork for um, we're gonna we're gonna do our pitch at like the cons film festival stuff, and we want you to be the main concept artist. And I was like, oh okay, you know. And then I went and I had dinner with them, and they were talking to me, and they're like, yeah, we we really uh, we need we want more of your work, but we, we also need some other things, you know? Um, do you have a studio or do you know of other artists and everything like that? And I was just like, yeah, I have several artists that I work with and I totally lied on the spot. Was like, Yep. (laughs) And, uh, I realized while you'd put the pieces together. So I was just like, yeah, yeah, I could totally do this. And then, you know, we, we filled our first, you know, major art order and, um, After that, I realized, I was like, you know what, working together with people on this project, I haven't been this happy in a while. So I took that knowledge and I was like, how can I, how can I start a studio with no bank loan and no funding? And I I took what, (laughs) I took what, what money I had saved from Goosebumps and went around and I found a couple places, and I found a location, went out, bought a couple desks, um, my desk in, you know, kind of like a small studio environment, and then I started reaching out to people, and I was like, you know, after, and this was after I I was working with Dan at uh, Section 9 for a little bit. Um, I really missed that camaraderie, you know, like being in there and being around creative people. Yeah. so, I mean, being at Section 9 definitely inspired me to make Ironclad Studios, without mm-hmm. a doubt. Yeah. Um, Dan's a big influence and, on you, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, because I was, I was content doing nothing but vendor work. I was super happy. And then he showed me the, <laughs> the wonders of world building on your own world. And I was like, oh, wait, nobody's telling me what I can or cannot do? Yeah. Oh, man, you know. So he definitely put that bug in my ear and then, you know, I was like, well, how do I get to this level, you know, or how do I get pain. to a- pain, yeah. of of pain, pain, baby, years of pain, years of pain,
1: house of pain. Yeah. How do you I get gotta to listen do to House of pain all the time? That's what you have to do.
2: <laughs> that, that's also painful. <laughs> hey man, that's my
1: favorite band. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> no. Uh,
2: yeah, no, it's, it's years of pain. So it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so the, then we then we took a look at it, and I was like, you know what, uh, I'm going to do is I'm going to treat it like a barber shop. Mm. So nice. I'm going to offer certain things, and everybody almost like a like a little club of uh, freelance artists. Yeah, um, and you can work on whatever you want. You yeah, know, cool. uh, it's your desk. It's you know, it, but I can pitch us on larger projects um, if we label ourselves as as a team. You know. And that's essentially that was the birth of Ironclad. And about awesome. four, four or five months into it, you know, we were having people pay desk rent. And then at a, at some point, I was like, you know what? Like, we have enough work in. Nobody has to pay desk rent. That's great. And um, you can still do whatever you want here. You know, and yeah. wow, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I think that's exactly the things I love. Is like, you there's a problem. You don't have money and resources. So what do you use? ingenuity you know mm-hmm. money yeah. doesn't answer questions like that especially creative problems money is the worst thing to get in the way of that because people just go like oh there's a problem just throw more money Just throw people more people no that's bullshit you need yeah. to sit down you need to think about it how to be resourceful break the norms you know think about something different it's like you never will get to the answer with more money it really doesn't and it just makes crap you know, like more problems yeah. basically. So that's great. Yeah. I love it. I love that. That's the, it was your approach and your startup story it makes complete sense then. Cause that's really yeah. cool. Cause yeah, you have to be resourceful, you know, like we don't come from wealth. We don't come from money. We come from school of like just doing and trying things, you know? So yeah. especially I'm sure like it became infectious for you to be in LA at La La Land with all the people like, you know, being optimistic and, and wishy and dreamy and stuff. So that's really helps too, you know? So Yeah there's yeah. some jaded people in la too so but there yeah.
2: is there yeah. is yeah
1: plenty of that so yeah it's a good balance of both though but that's awesome that's really cool and so you how so from five years so how long has ironclad been established and and where are you guys going right now because i know that you last time you mentioned you guys were really starting to step it up into that next arena which is like wow it's i can i that freaks me out i get anxiety just thinking about what you're doing so oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's every day
2: every day for me um but no um so essentially what had happened is, um, about a year and a half ago, um, we, we met a, a possible investor hmm. and tell me the name. Know. I'm joking. Just, just joking. <laughs> but you don't. Well, I, I can't, I don't, don't know. Names, um, n-
1: don't name names.
2: Well, I met, i at that point I met my Donald future Trump. business partner, uh, Dimitri and D- Dimitri Trump. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, he came in and he was introduced to us by uh, a friend of ours, uh, Brett Thompson. And he, you know, he came in and we didn't even, we didn't even really talk about business. He just talked to me about where did I see the company and what did I want to do with the company and where did I want to take it? Right. Yeah. And you know, of course it's the same old song and dance in Hollywood. I want to make original content. I want to do this, you know, and, and I see a, an a. uh, A possibility of building out a you know a whole franchise of things that we could do because I made the general assumption uh, that at this point in time that we are in a digital industrial revolution and Mm -hmm. no one's talking about it and I do not understand why things are getting easier you know with the advent of you know uh, things like ZBrush and 3D printing. And you know, you've got Substance Painter and you've got Quixel and you've got all this AAA stuff. Everything is attainable. Yeah, it's crazy. Everything is attainable. It's insane. Yeah. And it's once amazing. you realize that, like I was just like, yeah. So we started doing stuff where, you know, when we were doing these concepts, I would say to the client, you know, and most of the time they would say no, but once in a while they'd be like, well, yes, this is eventually going to become a toy. Yeah. And I go, okay, well then give us one more week on the model and we'll prep it for, for print. Yeah. And they were like, you guys can do that. And they and we're like, yeah, like, I think I was, I think that we, around the time of like, I think it was like an, it was when the first Avengers came out mm. and I was walking around, um, at like Target and I saw a bunch of toys that had come out for it. And I'm like looking at this toy and I don't even remember which character it was, but I was like, this looks like garbage. Oh. like you spent millions of dollars on this 3d model and you're telling me you can't pose it and then just like slice it up and make it into a toy. Like I, why can't you do that? So then I asked a a friend that makes toys and he was like, no, you could totally do that. And I went, well, son of a bitch, you know, like something happened there. Yeah. yeah, Like, okay, well let's try and do this pipeline and, and, you know, you know that led down a path, and we're still pursuing that. And we, we, you know, we've been talking to a bunch of uh, uh, sculptors and toy artists uh, about what what we want to do. And I think we're gonna most likely it'll probably be mid range next year where we're gonna start introducing um, some of our own sculpts and and try and build up an audience. And maybe we can hopefully find distribution through somebody like you know like Sideshow. That'd be amazing. I'm a huge Sideshow. <laughs> Can we talk to them? Um, uh, I have, I know a lot of those guys. I haven't really talked to them about the project because right now it's kind of just like one or two sketches. You know what I mean? Like I want to make sure that. Yeah. You want to be ready. You You only get one first
1: first impression, you know? So yeah, do do it it right the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking with them a little bit about um, some Lost Boy stuff too. So there's big ideas for all that stuff. So take my money. take, take it, it take it i'll take it give it to me no.
2: i i would love to have a giant giant lost boy i actually have one in my office it's a oh it's man it's
1: amazing 3d print that my friend george at um factor 31 i believe is the the name of his shop they do amazing 3d printing but raf raf Crisetti and igor they they um igor kato they uh modeled this in the an L B basically in the lost boy and it's they and then they had it 3d printed and it's in my office it's amazing it's freaking insane dude yeah, I, would I would kill for raf
2: i would kill for raf to uh to sculpt out one of my uh one of my characters oh my god dude he's I'd lose it.
1: yeah he, he's in the next level like him and igor both together they just man they really oh, yeah. just they just smashed it yeah like just like yeah it was crazy just seeing it come to come to life it's factor 31 is my friend's uh 3d printing office it's really great and then they just they're big fans of lost boy and they're fans of graphs raff stuff and so i was like oh yeah this is great let's do it and then they made it and yeah it's it's um i am I'm, I'm think when the short film drops i'm gonna just take that crap around with me is it all the meetings like here here you go here's the dude there's nothing oh, like yeah. it's putting like a 16 to 14 inch um, realistically like insanely detailed uh, model so I'll send you pictures of it it's insane oh, yeah, I haven't really told anybody about it because it's been like uh, kind of hush hush but now the film's coming out soon and by the time this episode comes out I think the film will, or the short will already be out so Yeah, dude,
2: you should do a very limited run. You should just do. uh, I I don't want to say like Kickstarter, but like if you did a pre-order where people just straight up paid for it, and you just did a very limited run, I would totally buy one.
1: Pretty sure we're gonna do that. That's exactly almost the method I'm thinking because you know when you're starting out, you don't have the in the 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 inventory. I mean, the money for inventory, and you don't work like that. You have to work very smart. So you have to change the business model. So it's really interesting, like the design of business that. (laughs) I'm sure you have having to face that as well. Like you're trying oh, yeah. to, you have to solve problems, um, as you go to, for your productions and stuff like that. So no, that's really cool. That's awesome. I love it. I think your optimism and your ability to be entrepreneurial is amazing. Have you ever, um, paid, um, <coughs> much attention to Ashley Wood's career? Have you focused on yes. that? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm a, he's um, a big influence for me. Um, oh yeah. Just the, how prolific I, I he is. Stuff. Yeah. He's, he's very, he's, he's insanely prolific. Which is amazing, mm-hmm. which is something I really love. But there's a there's this one that I this one interview they did because he very seldomly does those things. But there's this one that he, where he did like an open panel at a San Diego Comic Con in 2011, and he's just what you're saying. I think would really connect with you. So I would check that out. 2011, Ashley Wood, Comic Con. Just put that in Google and watch it. It's like 45 minutes or so. But he he's awesome. Like he just breaks it down, and he's very prolific, and the way he dissects it and, and explains it. It makes a lot of sense you know it's, it's really cool so i think you might enjoy yeah. that it's really oh I'd definitely check that it's, out it's yeah. the good stuff the good stuff well oh, dude yeah. this has been awesome there's more i want to talk about star wars for the last four minutes that we have so okay yeah so, yeah so why would you sit there and watch that movie i'm just joking no I'm, i can't I'm, <laughs> the, no like i mean for me i'm such a diehard original fan and mm-hmm. like it's i don't know if i'm diehard necessarily i still really appreciate it but um it's like, what do you think of the whole franchise <laughs> as it's changing? Rogue, 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 is it Rogue One? Is it, yes, yeah, the new that's one? New that's the one, the Rogue yeah. One. That visually looks stunning. It looks stunning, really, really beautiful. <laughs> it's a, I love the idea of them using that director too, but it seems like he went off and made a really good film and then they're like, wait, 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 we need to sell merchandise. So we need this guy and there more and whatever and changed it all up on him. I'm wondering how much of a nightmare it might be for him to do what he's doing. But because it sounds like they, they're redoing like half the film or something like that just crazy yeah
2: well yeah i remember so like yeah i remember that was hitting the internet pretty heavy um for gareth and uh all i gotta say is like just being in that process and i'm sure you Uh know like (sighs) Not reshoots either. happen yes. all the time yeah reshoots that, is like
1: very common yeah
2: but fans freak out when they hear that they're like oh no when you make a movie it's perfect right no no no, no, no. not at all no no not, not at all. all no reshoots um,
1: are pretty common but it's not it's yeah. the amount of reshoots so like if you do if you do a couple catch-ups you know here and there but it sounded like they were redoing like like half the film i remember that hearing something yeah. crazy like that that's that's not reshoots that's literally like an executive producer coming in there and saying like we need to sell merchandise. <laughs> we yeah, need, yeah. That's what it felt like. I was like, no, but I mean, I, I don't know anything about the situation. I should not even yeah. imply that I do. Nobody yeah. does except those. No, yeah, nobody does. Those, like top five people that are controlling star Wars now, you know? So, yeah, so you, I mean, when I sat there and I started watching the new Star Wars, um, the J.J. Abrams one, I was like when mm-hmm. it first started out, I'm like, yeah, that was with my daughter, and I was like, this is so cool. Star Wars is back. I'm in the theater. This is awesome. You know, it's in a new, it's in the hands of a new director, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's on a mm-hmm. new. It's like it's 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 like reborn basically. And I was like, yeah, this is great. And then the Kylo came out, and his helmet looks sick, and he was all Brr, like talking crazy, yeah. and I was like, this is great. And and and, and then uh and then it, start, it slowly just started falling apart for me until the end. I was like damn, you know, like I wanted it to be so much better, you know, and I, I don't know if it's because there's such a high expectation for me. I think that's probably it, but I had such a hard time with the logic of it too. So, and that's the problem. I shouldn't be looking for logic inside Star Wars, but Star Wars always for me felt like a normal thing that was, it would just write itself. Like the characters interacted naturally. It's like, when george would write this stuff it was it was there his characters were were writing the basically the same way that he did with like american graffiti you know like they're naturally interacting and they're 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 impulsive they're flawed and they have their own you know quorums you know and and i felt like the new one was just was missing that that and that and it was also missing the score too which is like man those are two really important ingredients in in the logic of it but Again, I,
2: I mean, if you really loved it, and I don't want to be like a jerk and encounter this. Oh no, like, no, no, them. no! Everybody experiences different <laughs> things. That's and that's a hard thing to let go. Also, when you're on the internet and you hear that, you know, like somebody doesn't like something, and you're like, "But why?" And yeah, then they tell yeah, you a reason, exactly. you're like, "No, you're wrong." Yeah, and it's like, "No, <laughs> who cares? Who cares?" That's not that's yeah. not how to do things. But anyway, probably better to do it on a podcast or
1: talking about it and then, like yeah. with friends. I think this is the best way, really, honestly. So not on the podcast necessarily, but between like people not if you do it on facebook it's really bad i think you know
2: yeah i try not to i really try not to and i broke my own my own rule recently with like uh with a game purchase where i was like i didn't like it so here i am bitching about it and i shouldn't do that and that's a terrible practice Well, I mean,
1: it it is what it is. Though you should be able to speak the whatever you mind you want. It is. It it lives there forever. So, like, if you're gonna troll or be a jerk or say something stupid, um, and you're gonna you're gonna regret it later, just know that it's gonna be there forever. Nobody's gonna forget it. You know, it's like you you got to seal that fate. You know, so it it is what it is, though. You know, so for me,
2: the Star Wars, the reason I went and saw it so many times is, you know, I well, one, I absolutely enjoyed it. Um. I can't you know, I I don't know what I have this unique ability and and Levizi makes fun of me all the time to check out and I, I literally unplug my adult brain and I and the fourteen year old, fifteen year old kid comes back out in me. That's awesome. And um I, I don't can have that. I <laughs> I still I still love going to the movie theaters. I will watch I love that too. Whatever, anything, it doesn't matter. Really? Oh, okay, um, yeah. I just I don't know it's an escape for me but getting back to Star Wars um you know the the first first two or three times I was like I love this and then after the third time I was like I want to know why I love this
0: mm, awesome.
2: so you know every time I went back to watch it again and it also helps that I, I live like you know just a few blocks from a movie theater That's awesome. so I can be bored and just be like yep I'm gonna go watch this um but uh The reason I watch it so many times is that for me movies are my school and if an audience really loves and reacts to something that I also love and react to, I want to know why. So I went in there and I would dissect – one time it would just be – I remember I went in there and I actually brought in headphones and I watched the movie in the theater with virtually no sound.
1: Hmm, that's good. Smart to do that because you're, you're and, removing part of it. Yeah.
2: yeah, I was like, how is he telling a story visually where I know what's going on and I don't have to hear them? You mm. know what I mean? I don't have to hear them <coughs> talk. Um, and then I was I was literally like almost taking mental color theory shots in my head. Mm, yeah. um, and I dissected what it is. And I, and I, I truly believe this, that it's the best rebranding rebooting recasting of a story that we already know and love, and I know that a lot of people have said that like oh it's just you know a new hope yeah. well, well it everything is. it, it yeah. is but he, here's the brain drop or here's the mic drop everything we have ever watched or seen is that story it's the hero's journey the reason you're used to it is because you're you have an understanding of what the hero's journey is. You know, whether it's you've seen it so many times in TV shows and movies and games and whatever, you just know it. So when you're an adult and you go in to watch Star Wars, you know, it's about a hero that doesn't want to change, that that secretly does want to change and has to overcome obstacles. That's that's every movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Ever. So like I don't I don't buy. There's some different movies that
1: are more abstract. Well, yeah, yeah, they're more but, subjective, of course. But yeah, for the general, like the movies yeah. that come out in the theaters, yeah, pretty much they're verbatim the three X structure, you know, climax, yeah. all that stuff. You know, it's the journey and everything. If,
2: if you don't enjoy that, which I think that I I enjoy it now on a longer, lengthy um, Netflix binge. I, I prefer that. I prefer 12 hours of something hmm. than just three. Same, same, um, same. That's what everybody does.
1: That's why the yeah. media is changing. It's going yeah. to like Netflix is a huge player now. They're crushing it. Amazon Prime, Amazon caught onto it. You know, if Amazon's copying you, you're doing it right. You know?
2: Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean I dissected I dissected the characters. I was like, well, who's this what about the logic though? what about the logic' Isn't there some logic breaks in there that didn't make any
1: sense some characters that should have been better or like different or augmented ever so slightly I rewrote um, it but that's how I do it like I'm like, that doesn't yeah. make sense to me. I'm rewriting it and I basically kind of did that
2: so yeah I think I think that's a danger it you have to do it and I think that if it doesn't make if it blatantly doesn't make sense to to anyone, like th- that's a problem. That's a problem in the writing. But there yeah. are some times where it's also like, look, man, you know, it's like, <laughs> you, well, for one, uh, anybody that uh, talks about certain kinds of logic in film when the film is purely fantasy, um, that bothers the hell out of me. I, I once knew a guy that was like, we were watching Pacific Rim and he was just like, ugh. You know, like he made that noise. And I was like, what's wrong? And he goes, those helicopters wouldn't be able to carry that robot. And I go, that's the problem. That's the problem that you have with this, this shot here. It's not the fact that it's a giant robot, a fight to about to go fight a giant monster. Yeah. It's the fact that the helicopters couldn't carry it out to sea like that. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you, like you, you need to get in touch with your inner child because like, that's true. Though. That's a problem bullshit. though. Like, yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, I, I guess it's different things, you know, like, Different directors have different things, different logic. I mean, you can look at like Pacific Rim, for example. I don't know if that's the one you're talking about, but like, yeah, it's like, well, why didn't why do did they make this big robots? You're like, why don't they just make like a better missile or something? You know, like yeah, to, to it. You know, like there's always like you could do you, that you know, with every film, almost almost you know? every film. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: I mean, you go back and. If you really trace the steps and go backwards and, and go through certain types of films, I mean, yeah, the the tropes of certain things have definitely like we're pretty sing we're pretty simple creatures, especially when you start to really dissect things. You start to you start you start to really see like how things work and stuff, and I think that. You know, if you go and watch, let's say like seven samurai, which is a brilliant film and amazing, oh, yeah. but it's, 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 it's another, it's like a, a hero's journey, but it's done in a very interesting way, you know? And that's a big influence that was on, on George, you know, which influenced everybody else oh, yeah. as well too, as, as we are, are very aware. If not, then we, you know, of course. And we that, were...
2: and that comes full circle, you know, George used a lot of reference.
1: Yeah. 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 he pulled a Huge lot references. from a lot of things from you 2001 know, and, uh, everything yeah i mean everything really. yeah and he had an amazing crew of people to execute his ideas and, and put yeah. forth he basically I, I always i'm a big fan of george's early work of course and i think like you know thx 1138 um you have uh you know american graffiti i feel like star wars was was it was a merge between those two things it was mm-hmm. it was those two worlds combined basically too so I actually just recently rewatched THX 1130. I usually watch it every six months or so, and I was like, man, there's so much CGI in here that's incredibly well done. It's crazy. Like, it's really (laughs) well done. There's like, um, you'll see at the end of it, yeah. But it's such an artistic film. You could tell that's when he was really being uh, experimental and trying different things, and the narrative is so interesting, and he was, like, breaking the rules, and he was with, like, you know, all those zoetrope guys, you know, and stuff. So, yeah, I love researching that stuff, though. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I'd love to watch that Star Wars with you sometime and just go like, wait, what about that? What about that? You know, oh, yeah. and then, probably, then you'd probably be like, oh, I probably have fourteen-year-old an right now. <laughs> yeah. You, pro- you might, probably, you might, have though. an answer. Yeah, you. I might. mean,
2: like, just just to point out, like, I totally, I saw a lot of the the old cast get split into two characters.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. You there know, was a lot I, of that. Luke
2: happening. Luke Skywalker was split into two characters. One yeah. was Ray, and one was Poe. Yeah, and uh, Finn to me is the new C three PO he is the audience he carries you from scene to scene hmm. he's very modern in the way he speaks and he's also the comic relief and back in the first one you know r2d2 and c3po straight out of fortress you know they were straight out a fortress yeah they were they were the comic relief yeah, you know they yeah. they led you they were the audience it was like oh dear what the, what are they going to do now how are they going to get out of this
1: yeah you yeah, know yeah. and you're
2: just like okay the I, inner get voice, it. I get yeah, it. the inner voice
1: yeah the inner voice Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think that, uh, they took a little bit of Luke Skywalker, the, the rebel pilot and put, uh, you know, the little, the brashness and the cockiness of Han Solo and put him into Poe. And, uh, you know, I think that he'll probably have a bigger role next time around. Um, you know, and, and man, Christian Allsman hit, you know, and the the whole team at ILM really knocked it out of the park with BB eight. I, I remember seeing the trailers and being like, okay, it's adorable, but is it going to be cool to watch? And he was, BB. No, was great. Cool.
1: And he's very, it's very much in tied with the, the design of the past. Oh, like God. this, this, it's, it's primitive shapes with like little details, like surface details. And um, cause there's a, there's a formula and a rhythm to Ralph's um, original design elements for mm-hmm. star Wars. You know, it's like primitive shapes done well, put together well, Kind of composed very well, like designed very well, um, and executed perfectly. That's really what it is. And you can really tell when like
2: they've invented a new thing or if it works or not, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him and Doug, the, the whole team over there, Doug Chang, all those guys, I, I, every time. And, uh, what is it? Uh, Andre dude, Andre's paintings, they look amazing. These are all the new artists. I i yeah. haven't have been paying enough, enough attention as I should
1: because I've just been kind of infatuated to other things now. So I feel like yeah. a, as an artist, I've kind of like changing, going into like more Blade Runner 2001. Uh, THX eleven thirty eight. So I'm getting more abstract with my thought process on things too. So I'm having yeah. a harder time getting in touch with that fourteen year old self. You know. So
2: <laughs> I think I think we all do. You have to make time for it. You have to. You know, it's stuff that you loved when you were a kid. Yeah, it's true. You you, you got to chase that too because if you lose if you lose that part, it's so hard to get it back.
1: Yeah, that's right. You're right. You know,
2: I've I've seen friends of mine lose it, and they and you know. Uh, it, it's, it's really hard to get them back into that, that realm, you know, uh, to just have fun with stuff. You know, some artists have figured it out where they're like, you know, what I have fun is, is doing my own thing. And that's where they've tapped into their, that's what, that I, that's the last point. Yeah. That's yeah.
1: exactly, that's, that was exactly the, the mechanism was, it's just like, okay, do something that is unencumbered, makes me, reminds me of what it is to be a kid, which is like basically having fun drawing. And then yeah. it all comes from there. And then there's like the high moments and low moments of it. Wow. Okay. Last thing, last thing mm-hmm. <laughs> I, we could, t- we could talk forever. We'll do another episode. Oh, yeah. If you're up for it, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be great. Cause we, there's so many more things we can touch on. I mean, we kind <clears throat> of talked about your journey. I, it. would be actually really amazing to do a commentary of the star Wars with you.
2: Oh yeah. I would do it in a heartbeat.
1: Okay. Well, we have to, s- we'll set that up That and the D and D D&D night. But the last thing yeah. I want to leave for for, for everybody from you is, is, what advice can you give to um, somebody that's listening to this that is at GNC or Pizza Hut or whatever doing some <coughs> shit job that they hate then they know that they have potential and they really want to go and chase their dreams, whatever that might be, film, writing a story, whatever, um, making music, any of that stuff. What advice could you give your past self that would push you through those dark moments to really remind yourself of why you're doing it?
2: Um, You know, I, I I have like, I have like two things that I I kind of really, really follow, um, you know, and you know, it's what works best for some for one person doesn't always work for another. Um, That's that's kind of like the beauty of, of passion, right? It's personal and it's discovery. So you have to listen to that inner self because you you can, and it's very easy in this day and age to look on Facebook and be like, well, I'm doing exactly what that guy is doing and I'm not succeeding. Well, then you're probably doing it wrong for you, you know? So that's the hard thing. And, and I'd say this year, this year was a very tough year for me. Um, I, I, you know, we went through trials and tribulations and, and all this other kind of stuff. And I I realized that my, my lack of patience was killing me Mm. and that I wasn't feeding the right wolf this year. Hmm. I wasn't feeding the right positive side of, 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 of what I am to my core. And, uh, I was getting very, um, business orientated, yeah. which you have to be, you have to be, but, um,
1: it, 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 that's it can, not the answer. It can kill you. Yeah. It can kill you. Yeah. It can kill your art being too business oriented. Yeah. And yeah, you need both of them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, I went from, I went from doing almost like 300 pieces of art in a year Hmm. to, you know, maybe 75. Hmm. Still quite quite prolific, but it's not as much. Yeah. Right. And I, and I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't creating enough and it really, it really bothered me this year. And I got really, it got to dark places, but you know, you, you get in this community, you know, You'll run into people that you know, and they've been there. Yeah. And I realized that it's not worth it to me to keep it inside, to not make it look like, you know, being a business owner, uh, and I'm sure you know this, like, you know, sometimes it's not in your best interest to voice the opinions of yourself or the things that you're going through, because people could look at you and the thing that you're trying to build and say, oh, well, you know... It, it, they'll, they'll look at it in a negative.
1: Sure. Of course they will. Right? Cause that's what you're putting out. <laughs> Cause yeah. sometimes you're dealing with reality that
2: is negative because reality yeah. is both positive and negative. Yeah. So I, you know, I want to get back to that, that point where, you know, um, I, I, I care a little bit less about that now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like I still do like certain things, you know, certain opinions that I have or certain things that I'm (coughs) thinking about at the time. I don't regurgitate and spit out on Facebook
1: Hmm, or, you know,
2: put it out, you know, but some things I feel like you should, you know, like recently I did something where on Instagram, I posted a piece of artwork, you know, and, and I was like, you know, when I was learning about this stuff, you know, I was, I was being told I need to do a piece a day. And when I got out there on my own, you know, and was learning, I was realizing that by taking my time and doing a piece every other day, you know what I mean? Taking the time to gather my reference and truly understand what it is I'm trying to create. I learned way more yeah. about design than just, you know, tips and tricks. Yes,
1: of course. Yeah.
2: And I don't feel that that's being taught enough. I don't yeah. feel that, you know, trying to do that. Learn squared, times, but yeah, It's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. People will people will post like, oh, I did this in a half an hour. And the one comment that I always want to say is, you know, nine out of 10 times I'll see that comment from someone that is is almost just posting times to post times. Sure. You know, it's not like it's it's not like it's Sparth posting. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like that, it's like Sparth, well, Sparth has been doing it for he's God knows a, how long yeah, he's a different, and of different course machine. he can do it at that time. And it is a work of art and it is awesome. Yeah, But the underlying theme it's is his style most, too, and it's, it's oh, something yeah. he's
1: comfortable with and he, and he continually habitually like recreates constantly, you know? So, yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. But the, most of the time when I see that, they're like, yeah, I did this in, in this amount of time. And I almost, I almost want to type in and just be like, I can tell. <laughs> yeah well i mean like it's not a good thing that you can do that that fast like that don't don't ever you would never tell your client that yeah. they'd expect 50 drawings by the end of the day and you, then you got your movie done in a day like that's not gonna
1: yeah yeah
2: it's true <laughs> you it's don't true. want that it's yeah. true
1: no it's true it's very true it's, yeah. a, it's interesting conundrum that happens here too especially how rapid as uh rapid and the speed and turnarounds are as you know um in oh, yeah. this industry it's savage people are hungry for it and um, the people that have to produce this stuff is you know where the the end of the, the where the brand end of that sword, so yeah <laughs> it's getting yeah. beat down, but it's a all part of it but these are great tips and pieces of advice. I think that if you're listening to this, these is really great things to be cognizant of and to see also where Justin's come from, all the way from working at and doing things without believing that he could produce what he really wanted to in life and then going to chasing his dream. And now he's like a, a, a bona fide entrepreneur, you know? So, <laughs> and then now it's really good, it's really smart and it's awesome to hear that you're like, hey, hold on, like I need to recenter myself, you know? Every year, um, Steve Jobs would, I think, I, th- I believe it was, Steve, he would go and take Apple, um, the top like thousand people or whatever there. And they would, <laughs> they would refocus the company on what mattered most. And those three things, that was all they would focus their energy on. Cause there's a, you know, what you decide, what you say no to is what you actually say yes to. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, and that's really as a business owner, um, even with like learn squared and stuff, like we know that first and foremost, you know, like we need to always have the company, company culture in mind, or there's no point in doing what we do. You know? Yeah. There's a million yeah, distractions. Absolutely. There's so many things that are pulling you in different directions. Um, it's mostly about what, mm-hmm. what you say yes to. So let's do this again. I have to go now, but let's do this again because it's, it's awesome talking with you and getting to know more about you and stuff. And I'm sure people are really going to enjoy this episode. So let's do it. Absolutely. A- and and D&D doubt. night too. Assless D&D nights.
2: Assless <laughs> <laughs> chaps night. Okay, <laughs> Assless <gotcha>. chaps night. <laughs> awesome. And no one shows up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Except but yeah. you. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go exactly. butt to butt. We'll go butt to butt on it. <laughs>
0: And that concludes this week's episode. Big thank you to Justin for coming on the show and sharing his time with us this week. You can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com 143, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and iTunes podcast page. Have an amazing day, everybody. Be powerful. Be prolific. Peace out, everybody.